Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I gave you metal. I gave you Perry Mason. Tonight I'm going to give you, well, I have to go home and watch The Mandalorian. I'm out and about. I am multitasking. (sighs) I should have gone home and took a nap, but I couldn't. And, you know, you have family things to do and um, that's what I do because I am a good person despite my laugh you know I know that some of you have heard my laugh and and some have said that they think it's evil I am not evil I am a good boy okay I've always I mean I'm not goody two shoes but I am a good person and my laugh is my laugh it's my signature just like this podcast this is the month this is my five year anniversary month I started this when I was a preschool teacher. Um, That was fascinating. (laughs) See what I mean? It was fascinating. It was. And where I'm at now in life is even more interesting. And I say that in a positive way. Um, Because I get up. I, I, I thrive off of what I do daily, to be honest with you. I thrive off of it. I love it. There isn't a dull moment. It's like, okay. And I get to exist. And I get to be 42. And then this year I'll be 43. But who's counting? Who's counting? When I talk about music and when I talk about film and I don't have my magic microphone with me, um, which looks like a hat. Uh, so I'm, I'm, multi, you know, I'm driving and hands-free and trying to speak. My motor, thankfully, isn't that loud. It's a hybrid. Uh, But, you know, I talked about metal. And I I wanted to give a shout out to my cousin who, it's like we're on the same page. I mean, well, we are, you know, we have the same last name and we do share blood. And um, and a taste for good music. And uh, we were talking about, I said, you know, about hard rock. How I, how I, like last night, how as I get older, I find that my musical tastes are harder it's like i want i want to feel it i want to feel like getting knocked in the the not in the teeth because that's the sensitive subject right now but i'm getting knocked around you know what i mean i want or i'm I'm not slam dancing but i want to feel it and we were talking about and he said you know the heaviest album for me is bad motor finger uh by uh soundgarden and i agree right there soundgarden had such a sound it was melodic but it was hard and i've uh it, it will it's you know it hurts me that chris cornell isn't here it hurts that really i was not a big lincoln park fan but i felt for chester Bingham, Bingham or chester or whatever i can't say his last name um but for me it was about chris cornell and i grew up the first rock band that i ever loved was soundgarden the, the summer of 94. Oh, God. Now I sound like that old man on the rock. Back in my day. No. But, um, yeah, the summer of 94. And I only listened to, like, hip-hop. So I grew up listening to Cypress Hill and Snoop and, you know, uh, R&B and pop. But then what, the Soundgarden was probably the first rock band that I really kind of was like, whoa. That video for Black Hole Sun and then Spoon Man and then... The day I tried to live, I I mean, I love all of their songs. But Bad Motor Finger, Bad Motor Finger, my cousin said, should have been called Bad Motherfucker. It should have. 
It should have. Hey, it, they could do it now. They could do it. I mean, you got Outshine. You've got, um, uh, what is it? Um, oh, Rusty Cage. Now, Johnny Cash covered Rusty Cage. And I know that for a fact. And I love both versions. You know, it's, it's funny. When Johnny Cash covers something, <laughs> Trent Reznor knows about this. Like when he covered Hurt by Nine Inch Nails, it, it, it does become Johnny Cash's. I knew a girl in college who said to me, she loved Tom Petty. And, you know, Tom Petty's singing about, um, I won't back down. But she said, hearing Johnny Cash sing, you, I, you know, you can, you know, stand me up to the gates of hell, but I won't back down. And he's saying it in that Johnny Cash voice. She says it was almost like he meant it more than Tom Petty. And, um, you know, music. I mean, uh, I want to say, if you don't know this, that Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers played as a backing band for Johnny Cash on the Unchained album where he covers Rusty Cage and he covers Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Southern Accents. And he covers um, Robo by Beck. So music music just has this lifespan. And, um, but yeah, but, you know, there are certain films that I'll watch where if you were to put like a metal soundtrack to it, it would be perfect. It would be perfect. I mean, you think of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and how the music of that is Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. And the opening song is Karen O covering an immigrant song by Led Zeppelin. So music, music can really fit, you know, into a period piece or it's like when Tarantino put Tupac and Django Unchained or he put David Bowie in Inglorious Bastards to the chagrin of Ennio Morricone, who I absolutely loved. I mean, come on, come on. Ennio, I've done shows about Ennio Morricone, you know, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly theme, and the hateful eight. Um, Ennio Morricone didn't like that. He thought it was weird that Tarantino put modern music in period pieces, but that's Tarantino. So as a filmmaker myself, if I were to do a film, I would probably put Motorhead in a period piece, or I would put Tool in, like, Tibetan monk, you know, kind of valley you know, 1600s or whatever, or even um, uh, Faith No More in like a movie about pirates because music is timeless. Or, you know, I mean, think about it. Think about it. The Conquistadors would be probably rocking out to Welcome to the Jungle by Guns and Moses. All right, that's Guns and Roses, but I call them Guns and Moses. And as I have this time with you in my car, of the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast because rain or shine, whether I'm half out of it, you know, except except there was that time in January where I had the, uh, my mouth was swollen. It was swollen. Those who know, know. I had to like put old episodes together and just ship them out because I, I, I could barely speak. I could barely stay awake. I had an infection. I had to get some amoxicillin. It was weird. I went to work like that. Or my face, I, my face looked like someone smacked me around. You know? Um, so, yeah. It's, 
that's that but see that's what i do you know and um here we are is that a shooting star no it's not um we're a couple of days away from the oscars and don't worry on sunday morning because i'm going to i'm going to do a special edition and then that's it and then the next day on monday <laughs> then we'll talk about the melee that was the academy awards because last year that really was a fucking melee i mean i've talked about the chris rock special the way he did that it was perfect leading up to the oscars now we have his say he didn't want to host the oscars they offered it to him and he said no yeah and said he did a netflix special i don't know how much he got paid because i can't look at it right now because i'm driving but i digress as i talk to you about film and music my loves i mean you know as i said last night my first uh, my I, I don't really do i have a romantic love i may have had a few but i don't kiss and tell <coughs> except when i did that episode about bros and i had to kiss and tell you know but um yeah for me my love is music my love is music i love his film i almost became a filmmaker i mean someone once asked me and it was a student what was your dream job? And I said to be an artist. What I really wanted to say, they probably would have made fun of me. I wanted to be in a band. I, it didn't matter if the band was popular or not. I wanted to be in a band and just get up there and just rock out. Rock out like Chris Cornell of Soundgarden. I can sing somewhat in his key. Not perfectly, but life is not perfect. Um... Or bands like Meshuga and Tool. I mean, come on, come on. We all have an inner rock star in us. But yeah, that would have been my dream job. To be on tour. To make music. To just get get up there and do it. You know, the energy. And I'm a pretty shy person. But when I'm, when, you know, when I'm up there and I have to talk. I gotta talk. <laughs> Um, when you have to say something important, you gotta, you know, pull up your britches and you gotta say it. <laughs> I think that's the beauty of getting older is, is that you just have to do it. You know, stage fright or no stage fright, you have to do it. It has to be said, it has to be done. And, um, you know, as a podcaster, I think that's kind of helped me kind of be more comfortable with public speaking is doing a podcast and talking and saying things that I wouldn't necessarily say to people or talking about subjects that I wouldn't necessarily talk about with people. <laughs> you know, we live in a text messaging world and, you know, it's, it's easier to say to someone that they love you through a text, but to say it out loud, that's a, that's a pretty tough thing to say. I've said it a couple of times, but like I said, I don't kiss and tell. Um, but yeah, it is to be a podcaster is fun. No, you know, nobody tells me what to do. Nobody tells me what to say. I say it. Uh, it's recorded. Uh, I, I'm very inclusive. I don't go after people. I, I think that's kind of, that's kind of a stupid thing to do is to go after a group of people or, you know, can you know, like I'm all for if you if you want to do your conspiracy theories, I'm all for that. But don't don't 
bringing other people down just because you have an opinion. You know, I have an opinion. My opinion doesn't always matter. What matters is, is the universality of music and film. If my opinion would say something, it would say why you should watch uh, silent films or why you should watch foreign films because they matter. Okay. Why um, the Star Wars universe is such an amazing universe because it's all about diversity. Because that really is important. I know some people don't think it's important, but if you see someone on the screen that looks like you, they are rep- they are not just representing you. They're representing their culture. Okay? Think about that. And as a little kid, to see that represented, you know, in music. And, and I'm sure the little kids in the 50s saw that with Richie Valens. And, you know, the kids of the 60s saw that with James Brown and Motown. And um, for me in the 90s, we saw that in Cypress Hill. I wouldn't put Ricky Martin in there. <laughs> and Selena, you know. So, yeah, it's... um. It's a fascinating time now, isn't it? We will be back, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, because I do have to tuck you all in. And so we're back. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, I'm here to tuck you all in and to wish you all a happy International Women's Day. And to just thank all the women that I know and love and how strong they are. And, you know, Tupac said it best. Get your game from your women, your name from your women. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been an interesting day. Um, I watched a really cute play. It was a very um, fulfilling day, a lot of conversation, but you know, there is no sleep for the right, the wicked. And so with that being said, I wish, I wish you all good night, unpleasant dreams and, um, stay dry. <laughs>